Well, every individual has a story, a story that's meant to be told. Every bit of your story, the people, the places, got you to where you are today. And we want to help share your story to impact and inspire others. Here with us to share what led her to where she is today is founder of Be The Benchmark LLC, speaker and confidence coach, Erin Tarr. Erin, I'm glad to be here with you today. I'm glad to be here with you. Yes, okay. So I know that you have quite the social media presence, but I wanna help people really get to know you and if they do know you, kind of put your story in context. So first, just tell me a little bit about who you are, your story, where you're from. I am originally from Southern Illinois. So I came up here, This, I mean, I think this is an age old story, right? Come up here to go to the University of Illinois, yes. fall in love with the area and stay. And that's exactly what I did. So that was in 1997, if anyone wants to do the math <laughs> and figure out how old that makes me. So yeah, I grew up, in, I've been in Illinois my entire life. I love the Champaign area. I love how close it is to Chicago and Indianapolis and St. Louis. And we get to take advantage of all of that and still have like a small hometown. I love yes, it. yes, me too. And it is nice that we are so close to so many big cities. Now you have a really cool story. Um, you started kind of as an educator um, in that entire world. First, tell me a little bit about that, where your career yeah. started. So I graduated from the University of Illinois in the education program as a history major. And then I worked at a small private school here in town for almost a decade, Gosh, awesome. really like helping to build it and get it started. And at some point in there, I really got inspired and was like, I, think I'm going to do something on my own as well. Like I think there's something more for me in that area as a solopreneur or an entrepreneur of some sort. And so about a decade ago, I left that school in order to start my own business, Be The Benchmark. So yeah. Yeah. Tell me about that. I love the concept of, of encouraging people to live what you call their fiercest life. Yes. Explain to me about what Be The Benchmark is, this whole fierce Absolutely. life framework. So. I consider Fiercest Life as one in which you've created a life that between 90 and 95% of the time you wake up in the morning and you're like, yes, this is what I want to be doing. I'm excited about where I get to go, who I get to talk to, the work that I get to do. And it's not what a lot of people experience. And that makes that breaks my heart. And what I see for the younger people, and that's really who I love to work with is younger people, is that they have so many opportunities to start from the beginning to do that for themselves. So instead of waking up as a middle-aged woman, which I am, and being like, how did I end up here? What's going on? How, you know, is this where I want to be? I can help young people start from the beginning to have the tools and the resources and the understanding that they are writing their story, they are creating their life, and they get to do it in a way that makes the most sense for them. They don't have to fall into some predestined track yeah. of yeah. what someone else has decided their life should look like. What do you think causes people to find themselves in the situation where they wake up and it's like, okay, how did I get here <laughs> and what do I have to look forward to? I think a lot of people penny and dime their lives to yes. find the things that they look forward to and the life that they want to live. And it is sad, yeah. but how do you think people end up there? So I think we live a lot by default. So we just kind of do that. And I, this is what I did. I did my best in high school. I was a high achiever. And then I came to the university and I got my degree and I was part of clubs and I got elected to things and did all the things. And then I um, found a partner and got married and had kids and the house and the, all the things. And, but at no point along that way did I really stop and think and reflect like, what do, I wouldn't say no point, but not enough points. Did yeah. I stop and really think like, what do I want and what is this type of decision going to impact what my life looks like in 10 years or 20 years or 30 years? And I'm still very happy with my life. And I really think the difference is 
if you start from a younger age creating with intention, like really having those conversations and those reflections around where do I intend to be and what do I intend to feel and have my life look like and how can I create that for myself and for the people around me and for my community, for the better of everyone, not just, it's not a selfish thing. It has to start internally, but then it gets to go to everybody because when you're a happier, healthier person, our whole mantra is I choose my thoughts to create a life that I love so that I can change the world. Mm. We get to go out and have an impact on the world around us. And we're so much better equipped to do that when we live a life of intention and create a life we love. So how did this passion get sparked <laughs> for you? Because I would imagine you could reach a point where it's like, I woke up and I'm like, okay, how did I get here? And then it sparks like, okay, I'm finding things that are working for me to create a life that I love, my fiercest life. Yep. But how did it transpire into something that you want to impact others so much? It really comes from my education background. So I was a business major to start and then transferred to education because I was looking at all the education majors. I'm like, why are they having so much fun when I'm like <laughs> trying to figure out Aki 210 or whatever? I don't know. And I was like, this is not fun. This is not fun. I could be having fun in college. And I'm like, oh, I love teaching people. I love designing lessons and educating and what have you. And so it starts there. And then I was a part of a faith community that went to a lot of conferences. And I was introduced to people like um, Patrick Lencioni and um, John Maxwell and all of these thought leaders in this personal development space. And I'm like, this stuff is freaking cool. Why didn't no one tell me about this? I'm in, I'm in my mid-20s and it's the first time I'm hearing about like all of these really awesome tools and personal development and leadership studies. And so I was like, oh, I want to bring this. And that's why I went into history, which is social studies classes. That's why I went into that direction was because you can really bring in current day events as well as personal development together. And that's why I kind of headed that direction. I'm like, Teenagers need to know about this. They need to use this stuff now. Um, this could be amazing. And then I had three daughters of my own. <laughs> and that like, so if there was already a fire, right? Yes, there was already right. a fire of like, this is what I love and this is why I love education. This is what I love to do. And then I had my own three children staring at me like mold yeah. us or, you know, like help us be our best selves. And I'm like, oh my gosh, there's so much responsibility to raise three children mm. in this world that's feels in many ways so similar to how I grew up in many ways so different. Mm. And how do I do the best by them? And the educator in me is like, okay, but all of them, not just mine, because they're all our kids, like all of them. Yeah, so true. Well, I there's a quote that I love, and I think that my family works to live by, but it sounds like you do too. And it's like, if you want to change the world, go home and love your family, because it does start with the people that are at your kitchen table. And then we work out from there, and then your kids go and impact the people they're around, because you've implemented yes. these habits and these ways of thinking into their lifestyle. So I truly see how it would be a ripple effect. Now, of course, we're in an age where we have a lot of consumers in our world. We all look at our screens constantly. It's like we can't go without it, but you have met people where they go to consume, on their phones, <laughs> on social media. Tell me a little bit about your social media presence. I have, I feel like I've gone through your whole Instagram because you just feel encouraged going through it. It's just a happy space, which is a rare place in, in the social media setting. But tell me about that space for you. I love Instagram, the 60 second reels, they're quick, they're easy. I have so many things that I tell my daughters, you know, like on the way to school or on the way home or my clients when we're talking about something and I'm like, ooh, that's something that other people could use. And so that's just a resource where I can, you know, kind of work out some of my thoughts, work out some of uh, the, the things that I wanna teach and the things that I wanna learn. Mm. 
I do not come from a space of like, oh, I've got it figured out. I come from a space of like, I am still figuring it out. Yes. And how can we work together to make that happen? And so I just, I really love video. I love um, sharing my smile, sharing my energy and emotion on there. And I love getting that from other people. I have curated, oh, I'm so lucky that when I got on Instagram, I was able to curate my feed from the beginning mm. to be a positive, happy, uplifting place for me to go. Yeah. So Facebook, I was already, <laughs> that, that was long gone for me. I was just, you know, like when that came out, I was like, follow, follow, follow everybody I know, everybody yes. I know. And, it, you know, as you know, when people tell you like, oh, I'm not on social media anymore, right. I'm always like, way to go. Good yeah. for you. You know, like I'm happy for you. Also, it is a place where you can get that inspiration and get the things that you need. And I try to be a little bit of that light on that on that platform. So, you most yeah. definitely are. I've, I've also followed a lot of your like quotes of the day. Mm -hmm. But what I love about when you post like a quote, it's an inspiring quote in itself. Mm -hmm. But you ask some really good questions for people to actually think about, to not just keep scrolling and just, you know, mindlessly do it, but actually absorb something that's good. Talk about those questions that you pose to people. I love that you picked up on this. So this is part of my fiercest framework, the R in fierce stands for read. And I always tell girls, you know, especially when I'm working with like teenagers, I'm like, I'm not talking about like going and reading a novel for English class. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm saying first thing in the morning, read something that inspires you, whether it's a quote or from some sort of inspirational text that your religion follows or what have you, read it, but don't just read it. Ask if you understand it. That's the first question. Mm -hmm. If you do understand it, do you ascribe to it? Do you think it's legit? That's how I say it to them. Do you think it's legit? <laughs> you know, is it something that you believe? Because just because someone famous said it does not mean that it's necessarily right. good They're advice. They're human too. Exactly. Do you think it's legit? And if it is, if you do think, or even if you don't, how could this impact your day? How could you utilize this piece of wisdom, either you're agreeing with it or you're not agreeing with it, to motivate you to make a difference today? Mm. What good questions to start implementing into our thought processes and more than just maybe a quote of the day, but in so many different scenarios. Okay, aside from your social media presence, you also have a book that was the best-selling book on Amazon. Tell me a little bit about this. So it is all based on the framework that I've developed over the course of the last decade, yeah. my fiercest framework, and it's Your Fierce Life, Six Simple Steps to Confidence for Teens, Daily Confidence for Teens. Okay. So basically it gives them six things that they can do literally in five minutes or less in the morning. So I'm not, I am all about sleep. <laughs> so I am not trying to give them some like intense morning routine, but literally in less than five minutes by following the acronym FIERCE, you can do these things to start your day in the right direction, to give you confidence to go out in the world. Because you know what? It's hard. Yeah. You went through middle school, you yes. went through high school, we you were in dance there. like yeah. all of these things, they, it, there are so many things coming at our teens, you know, and our tweens and we forget that. Um, so this gives them just that good solid start. And then those habits uh, that we talk about in the book, then I give them ways to expand those throughout the day because mm -hmm. they're good things. Even if you just did it, you know, in, the, in that first five minutes in the morning, they're awesome. You know what I mean? Like the read the quote, but like, what if you find yourself at 2 PM and you're just like, Oh my gosh, yes. this day is getting me down. I still have two more classes and then I have softball practice or whatever. And I'm just, what can you pull on from that morning that can like re-energize you or get you in a, in a headspace where you're ready for what's next? Um, that's that's the goal. So. Yeah, and it sounds like if, if your teen or tween has that book, you might want to um, borrow it <laughs> here and there and maybe take some notes for your own life. That might be the next book. <laughs> Fierce okay. Life for Moms oh, or that. yeah, that I type of that. thing. So we'll see. Why do you think it's so important to start implementing these habits in the teen and tween age? Well, it comes back to that whole default versus intentionality, right? When our minds are growing, our brains are growing at the second most rapid 
rate during our teen years. Mm -hmm. So anything that happens during those teen years is more ingrained in us than say something that happened to me last week. So I can remember more vividly the details and the habits of my sophomore year of high school yeah. than what happened to me last week. And that's just because of brain development and brain science. So if we can start these habits and they just become automatic for kids at the age of 12, when they're 22, 32, and 42, yeah. they're gonna pull on them without even thinking about it. It just becomes like the air that they breathe. And man, what a difference that could make, you know, in our workplaces, in our schools, in our environments. Like, families, everything. It could transform everything. Absolutely. I completely believe that. You're helping build that foundation. Now, having kids kind of that age in your household, what influence have they had on you in kind of this mission? Oh my gosh. They are my why completely. So I have three daughters, ages 8, 12, and 15. And like I said, they really inspired me to really focus on this age level and start at this age level and think about what did I need when I was that age and how can I give that to them and how can I parent for connection and but also help them to be their best self, you know, and have a positive impact on the places and spaces that they go that I don't go with them, especially as they get into high school and things like that. Um, they also are my biggest guinea pigs. Mm, yes. <laughs> so, you know, anytime, right yes, anytime I'm coming up with a new program or a new talk or a new um, activity or whatever, I'm always like, what do you think of this? Does this resonate with you? How does this go? And when I really started this, I did a lot of large group programs and my two oldest kids were always there. They were they were there and we would do a post-mortem afterwards and I'd say, okay, what really hit you? What was good? What what wasn't so good? What was boring? What was exciting? What did you learn? You know? And when you start to hear your kids reflect back to you the tools that yourself are learning and then teaching, you know that you're doing it right. When, you know, I'm saying something less than stellar to someone in traffic and they're like mom um that doesn't really sound like you're being impeccable with your words right now it's like absolutely you are correct and <laughs> little accountability buddies as exactly. well it sounds like exactly well so, it seems like yeah. they're kind of great resources to help encourage this on with them in your household kind of living growing going through life what do you think are the biggest challenges that teens and tweens are kind of facing and what can parents be looking out for oh my gosh i think it's the same thing on a different level that we dealt with. Everything is when you hit a certain age based on your peers, all of a sudden. Um, and parents are like, what happened to my sweet little kid? And I'm like, well, if you study child development, you'll know this happens to every sweet little child. Yeah. Um, and it's not that, they're, they're trying to figure out who they are. Mm. And how we figure out who we are is in large reference to the people that we surround ourselves with. and. It comes with a lot of hard decisions and it comes with a lot of self-reflection. And unfortunately, because of social media, our kids don't get to turn it off yeah. the way I got to when I was young. You've had social media yes, yes. your entire life. But when I was young, when I got home, I literally didn't have a phone to text people, mm -hmm. let alone to be on social media and see what everyone was doing and yada, yada. Like maybe if everyone went out on Friday night, I might have heard about it by Monday afternoon. Mm -hmm. And by that time, nobody cared. I do, we are bombarded with where we fit in the social structure. And while kids have all sorts of goals and all sorts of dreams and all sorts of ideas, there's still this internal yeah. talk that's like, where do I fit? Do I fit in? Do I belong? Um, am I accepted? Do I have friends? And the most popular kids struggle with those same things in the same way that the kids who clearly are having right. connection issues. You know what I mean? So it's across the board. And so for parents, I would say, the studies show that you really need one good friend. Mm. One. Um, 
it may seem like the happiest kids have like 27 good friends, you know what yeah. I mean? But really one good friend is what it comes down to. And so helping your kid to make those connections with kids that they like. It doesn't have to be someone that you think is awesome. It has to be somebody that they connect with, that they find um, good, strong similarities with, yeah, I guess absolutely. you'd say. And you don't want it to be a bad influence. Don't get me wrong. Right, you know what I right. mean? You wanna, but it, it might not be the person that you would choose for your kid, yeah. but if they connect with them, that's what's important. You know. Yeah. And I usually tell parents to have a backup too. Because you never know. In this town, people move it's away true, yeah. and all these things happen. So I'm always like, okay, maybe have, one extra friend throw exactly, in there. Exactly. Just, and you know, here and there. Like, keep, it, keep it going. Yeah, exactly. Well, I think that um, so many people have experienced that internal dialogue of like, am I valued in this space? Am I actually wanted here? Um, how many friends do I have compared to how many friends do they have? All those types of things that are kind of destructive thought processes, but also just hard to think about and can really get you down in the dumps. Do you think your passion towards teens and tweens um, perhaps started because those were diet internal dialogues that you experienced at that age? Absolutely. I, yes, I've dealt with all of it. You know, mm -hmm. all of the anxiety, all of the issues, all of the not knowing where you fit in. I moved a couple of times when I was going through school. So each time I moved, I had to figure out, okay, now where do I fit in? And do I really fit in? And how do these people feel about me? And um, it was really, it was really interesting and it was really tricky. And that was part of why I think I really globbed on to personal development because I was like, oh, if I know who I am and I know what my values are and I know what I stand for and I know what I find interesting and good and fun, then all those other things are going to come so much more naturally and moms deal with this still too. Yeah. It's not, it's not like I, it's not like we graduate yeah, at some point. It's like, oh, now yeah. I'm 30 and I know exactly how this works. Yes. So. Okay. So if you, if there was a teen or tween I'm listening to this today in a desperate posture of like, I need some sort of encouragement. I need something to hold on to that gives me a hope for another day. Yeah. What would you tell them? Time. So whether it's a big decision that you're making, um, give it some more time, give it 24 hours. If it is, I don't have all the things that I want or I need or, or the, the goals are not coming together the way I wanted them to. It's so interesting because when you're 17 years old, a month is forever yeah. because you've only lived 17 years and you don't even remember the first like four of those, let's be <laughs> honest. But when you're 57, a month is like, oh man, we've got all the time, we got all the time in the world to make these decisions. And so I would encourage them to take more time to make decisions, to relax into who they are and find a mentor who can reflect back to you the truth of who you are. Mm. Because the adults in their lives see how awesome they are. They really do. But the adults in their lives are also busy sometimes. And yes. we don't always, you know what I mean? So whether it's a coach or a youth group person or um, someone like me, like whoever it is, um, find that person that you know sees you. And just don't be afraid to even just ask them. Be like, what's cool about me? <laughs> Why would someone want to hang out with me? Because, you know, and that's, I mean, that's a really vulnerable thing to ask, but like the, the adults in your life want to encourage the kids in their life. And, you know, sometimes we just get busy and we forget what, what we need is what, what kids need too. Yeah, I think that's so true. Okay, let's turn this a little bit. What would you say to the parents that maybe are struggling mm. with all of this themselves, but are at the same time yeah. trying to help implement this in their yeah. kids kind of foundational thinking? Yeah. How would you encourage them? I would encourage them to parent for the, the person and the relationship they want to see a decade or two decades down the road. Mm. So 
when you're facing a decision with your kid, uh, how to deal with friends or what school to put them in or any of these types of things, really be thinking about, okay, what are the values that our family possesses and how is that going to be shown in this situation and what are the possible outcomes 10 years down the road? Not next year, 10 years, because again, it comes back to time. There's so much more time um, than we think. Yeah. And if we can just open those conversations and be more transparent with our kids about what we value and why we're making the decisions that we're making and be humble enough to admit, sometimes we're gonna screw up. Sometimes yes. I'm not, you know, as parents, yes. we're not gonna get it right. You know what I mean? But that we're doing the best that we can and we're doing it because we have a vision um, for how this could end up and let's get on the same page about that. You know yeah. what I mean? So Those honest conversations I feel like go so far. I think like one of our most powerful tools is like vulnerability. If we're willing mm. to just talk about it, have those conversations, be real saying like, okay, I messed up, <laughs> I need help. Can you help me get back on the right track? Yes. And even bringing in people that you look up to, whether it be you or a teacher, whoever it may be in your life that could come into that inner circle and help get you on that right yeah. track. Um, I know that your book is kind of the has the layout of all the tips of, of what people can kind of start implementing in their lives. Would you give one tip that someone after listening to this can be like, okay, I'm gonna try to implement this at least today or tomorrow or in this week? This is my most fun one. Okay. So the F in fierce stands for feel gratitude. And there's tons and tons and tons of studies of the effectiveness of gratitude practices. Not just saying what you're grateful for, but like truly feeling gratitude. And so my favorite number one game slash hack for this is every time you see a yellow car, stop and reflect on what you're grateful That's for. That's so fun. There are so many yellow cars <laughs> in this town. And you don't know, did you notice any today? No, Have you none. seen On the way home, I guarantee you, you will see at least two. I that is so guarantee funny. So tag me on social media if you see them. Okay. Because seriously, and, and it just, it's just those, um, it's your reticular activation system showing you those yellow cars and then giving you that reminder. You don't have to set an alarm, you don't have to do anything because you will see them. Wow, what a cool way to just posture yourself to see the good, to maybe posture yourself to be a little bit more grateful on the day-to-day -day basis. How can people get in touch with you, follow you? I know I've been encouraged by your page. Um, your book looks awesome. How can people learn all about you? So at Erin Tar Speaks, if you're on Instagram, Erin, E-R-I-N, Tar, T-A-R-R, Speaks. Uh, or my website is erintar.com. Super duper easy. I try to make it as simple as possible. Very streamlined. You're a joy to talk to. You have such an infectious interview, um, excuse me, energy. And this has been a fun interview. So thank you so much for your time here today. I feel inspired. I'm ready to look for every yellow car I see. So thanks so much. Absolutely. Thanks for having me.